Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. The Eagles are at the podium, and we've got yet another Howie Roseman press conference for you. First off, I'm your host, Michael Kist. Follow my work at BleedingGreenNation.com. Follow me on Twitter at MichaelKistNFL. This is all brought to you by Bleeding Green Nation and SB Nation. And today we have the last of the 2019 NFL Draft press conferences from the Eagles. We've been releasing these out over the last week, and this one covers the entirety of the draft after day three, the final day of drafting. Joe Douglas is there as well to talk about some of the philosophy behind the Eagle strategy, so some good insight on this one. A couple notes before we continue. The first one is that the next episode to show up on your feed will be my chat with Mike Renner of Pro Football Focus. We mainly talk about his thoughts on the first three selections, Andre Dillard, Miles Sanders, and J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, and also how PFF graded them out entering into the draft. It's a good one, so look out for it. Also, just after BGN Radio 50 with John Solness and Brandon Lee Gowton dropped on Friday, the Eagles signed a linebacker in Zach Brown after his departure from the Redskins. It's a one-year, $3 million deal for the 29-year-old who is PFF's third highest graded off-ball linebacker last year gives the Eagles some great veteran depth and a potential starter so Howie fills another role to make the team better all right let's get back to how Howie and company made the Eagles better in the draft by going to the podium thank you guys for being here I know Saturday night it's a uh, it's a pain to be here this late and uh, hopefully it'll be the last time you guys are here for a long time on a weekend <laughs> to get some time away a uh, really great weekend for the Philadelphia Eagles, for our organization. Um, you know, just the way everyone works together, everyone in the organization coming together, coaches, scouts, front office staff, administrative staff. Um, it's just it's fun to watch. And, and when we get everyone in the draft room and Jeffrey speaks to all of us, it, it's fun to look because we talk about picking the players, but we pick all the people that we work with. And uh, it really becomes a family atmosphere here, and it, it's, a, it's a good place to work. So we had a fun weekend. Um, obviously, a lot of things went on. Uh, whenever you have an experience like this, there are a lot of things that um, you look at and maybe you wanted to do. There are a lot of things that maybe you didn't expect to happen that, that come through. So um, it's, a, it's a fun weekend, but um, at the same time, we still know that we don't play a game till September. And so we're going to continue to try to improve the roster. Uh, our work is not done. We still have other periods to try to acquire players. Um, but we are very, very happy about what we did this weekend. So it's a great testament to, to all the people in this building. You guys drafted four out of five picks for offensive players. Was that just how to kind of the board played out? Was that a concerted thing you wanted to address the offense in this draft? Or? No, it definitely wasn't a concerted uh, thought process. We really went into this draft trying to stick to our board, and uh, we did the same thing even after the draft. You know, uh, we went through our front board and tried to get as many guys as we could after the draft and and recruit them. Um, but we also we we did say, and and I regretted it right after saying it about the historic defensive line class. And uh, thankfully, all of you have reminded me countless times over the weekend. You guys are 
so forgiving. And, uh, but I, I think it, really when you look at it and where guys went, it was. And um, what it did for us was it, it pushed some guys down to us that maybe in a normal year on the offensive side of the ball wouldn't, wouldn't be able to get to our pick. So um, we tried to take advantage of those opportunities. Um, and then also when, when you look at today, a, a guy like Sharif, we think in a normal draft, that guy – uh, goes yesterday, and so um, because so many teams took defense alignment, we had an opportunity to get a young pass rusher that we think we can work with and develop, and has some tools in his body. So I think it, it's kind of you know the, the catch twenty two on those situations that um, it pushed some offensive players to us, but the flip side is today we had an opportunity to get a guy that we liked. You talked last year about, you talked last year about um, how difficult it sort of is for the scouts to go through the whole process and only get to pick five guys. Five guys again this year. Uh, talk a little bit about that. Well, the good news is they were under the illusion we were going to make more picks when they got here this week, as opposed to last year when Joe Joe wrote on his big board, you know, uh, this is Scouts Draft Day. So, um, you, you know, I think at the end of the day, we look at it like, um, you know, that end of the six-round pick, That that's – really when a lot of guys that we would pick in the six rounder guys that were recruiting as free agents. So the fourth round pick, that was a hard one to sit through, but um, hopefully we, we got a, a starting left tackle for a long time. And those, that's a hard position to find. And you look at where offensive linemen go in this draft and sometimes you're sitting there and you're in the third round and guy offensive linemen that you have on the third day are getting taken because they're hard to find. They're, they're not letting many people on this earth who have the kind of athleticism um, that the guy we got had. So th those things are hard to find. So, um, you know, I, I think we, we really try to utilize the undrafted process as, um, you know, Jeffrey likes to say it's the 8th through 20th round and we're on the clock. So uh, we try to do that because we do want to get young guys. But, again, our, our job is to get as many good players as possible, try to get as many difference makers as possible, and we think we got some of those How this weekend. You know, what, Joe, what was that like for you to, to only get to get five guys? Well, just to clarify, last year um, for Friday we had we had penciled in uh, staff golf out. Yes, yes. Yeah, so we we traded back into the second. We missed that golf day, but we got a heck of a player. Um, no, I mean you, you understand. You know, there's uh, you know there's highs and lows and ebbs and flows of the draft, and you know you're prepared for anything. And you know our, our scouts are our scouts are prepared and ready for any scenario. And um, they were they were great all week. And to touch on uh, what Howie said, I mean the way the chemistry we have uh, with with all the departments and you know the scouts and the coaches working together and you know working with analytics and football ops. I mean there's a lot of good chemistry going on. Howie, even if um, you didn't pick this class into maybe not being historic or where you regret saying it, if I would have told you before the draft that you wouldn't have gotten a defensive lineman in those first three picks, would you have been surprised? Uh, I would have been more surprised if you told me we didn't get alignment in the first three picks. And I think that there was that distinction, you know, as we went through the scenarios over the last couple of weeks. Um, we did go through scenarios where it, it wasn't a defense alignment, but at some point in the first couple of rounds, uh, an offense alignment would fall to us. So, um, you know, both sides of the ball are important to us, uh, and we were going to make sure that that happened. But, you know, I don't think that we thought that Miles Sanders would be there, pick 53, right or wrong. Um, you know, the receivers kind of fell in a different order than we thought. And then, again, coming to today and being at the end of the fourth round and sitting there and, you know, all of us, it was hard to sit there. It's hard to sit there at the beginning of days and wait for all those picks. And 
um, to be able to get a pass rusher that we think has tools in his body to develop. We're, we're excited about that. Um, you know, I, I think we reached our Penn State quota. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. We, we've been talking. Uh, obviously, we, we all have a great relationship with, with the Colts organization and, um, and their head coach and their general manager and, and their scouting staff. And um, he's a guy that we've been talking to for about for a long time with them. And um, it just it came at the end of the seventh round. And um, we, we have been talking about trying to find a fit. And uh, they had kind of a player they wanted, and, and we're continuing to look for, for guys who um, can help us up front. And we think we think this guy fits our scheme. Uh, we think he's got a chance to develop into a good player for us. He's young. He's 24 years old. We have guys on our staff that were in Indy and drafted him. Um, we have guys on our staff that were with him in Indianapolis. So we feel like we know the player. Um, he's still young, and so it, it gives him an opportunity to come here and get a second chance. And um, we're, we're excited about that move. And starting back in March, how you've changed everything around. Just as you look at that group, tackles and, and defensive ends. Can you just talk about that? Yeah, first, you know, it, it starts with some of the guys that we got in free agency. Um, what happened? Yeah, he likes to around with Dave. Yeah. Oh, you were making, you were making, oh. yeah, I love it. I, I, I talk that way too. Yeah, no, I have okay. to put my hands thank in my you, pockets. You. Now I'm good. I'm good. Um, so, uh, sorry. Dave. Yeah, I think that the the first order of business was to bring back BG. You know, just what BG brings to us on and off the field was such a huge move for our football team. Um, bring back Vinny at, at defensive end, and then Deshaun Hall is a guy that we got last year. Was a third round pick, and he he's really taken a step in the off season here, just with his body. You know, obviously we can't see him out on the field. Um, Josh Sweat, we knew that him having a full off season and coming back was something that he really needed to continue to develop. Um, Joe Osman's a guy that, uh, again, when you look at the transition he's made with his body just in the off season, um, I know a lot of a lot of the coaching staff is excited to see him in his second year. So you you get those guys um, at defensive end, then you add the guy we get today, and it, it's a good mix of veterans and young players, and obviously DB coming back, our first round pick, who we're really excited about. And then you you come into defensive tackle, and um, maybe a week ago looking at that position and, and having some concern, quite frankly, about that position and and the depth. And um, you know, obviously we're really excited about Malik, and you see his leadership and what he's going to add to the team um, with Fletch and and Trayvon taking a step up, and hopefully Bruce. But just bringing Timmy back and, and what Timmy means to our team, um, and he looks good, and he, he hopefully have a, a really good healthy year out of Timmy, and and then. Add adding Hassan and then we got a couple of guys hopefully after the draft that can add to that depth so um, we like our defensive line like uh, that that's good that's gonna be the start of something and um, we just we just actually became before we came up here we were looking at our depth chart and um, we're looking at our O-line and D-line and we're going they, yeah those are good spots it's been a few years to talk about a, a quarterback up here what stood out to you personally about Clayton Dorsey? you know Clayton um Obviously, my first uh, opportunity to see him was was at the combine this year, and uh, sat down and, and had a chance to interview him and talk with him. And he came off; uh, he was very impressive. Number one, um, Northwestern kid, and you know I, what I like about him obviously is you know he, he three out of the last four years a bowl. He's a bowl, you know, 
taken his team to a, to a bowl and he's won those games and he's got all the passing records there at Northwestern and you know this kid's tough and and he fits exactly uh, what we look for in a quarterback um, you know arm strength decision making the ability to extend plays uh, and he's going to fit really well with that room and with Carson and Nate and and uh, uh, it, it's going to be it's going to be a really fun spring. And in summer and leading up into training camp, just to see all those guys really uh, how they come together in that room and gel, and and uh, uh, it's a good opportunity for him. I think the two things about Clayton, just to add, uh, I mean, you know, this is this is a guy our scouts and Joe did a great job of putting on our radar early, um, but he's in the second year back from his ACL, and. Um, you know, I think all of us can speak when when you get like a text message and you get them after every pick from people around the league. But um, just hearing from other head coaches and guys who kind of, you know, this guy kind of got pushed down a little bit. Um, so we're, we're excited to get him and to have a young quarterback to work with. Uh, you just talk about the young, you obviously you didn't draft a safety or a linebacker. Just talk about the young talent you have at those positions and, and how you like the groups you have. Yeah, I think it's fair to kind of look at those two groups and say um, probably something that we would have liked to, do, to have done. There were a couple of times in the draft where we were deciding between a couple of guys. And, um, again, we're, we're going to be consistent, um, right or wrong, uh, when we have the chance to draft a lineman or another position, we're, we're going to focus on the lineman. So we had a couple of those opportunities where maybe we could have gone in a different direction, and we decided to, to, to do that. But, um, you know, I think when we sit back down and look at it, maybe that was an area that we thought we'd address. But um, you can't go into a draft and, and just say you're going to address it. Uh, we need some of our young guys to take a step up at both those spots. Um, they've been here. We're hopeful that that's the case. And again, you know, uh, talent acquisition season has not ended. Uh, we, we have a long way to go before we play a game, and then we have a long way to go before the trade deadline. And um, our, our job, we're, we're not going on vacation now. You know, we're going to continue to try to do whatever we can to support Coach and his staff, and, um, and we take that part of it seriously. You heard the man talent acquisition season has not ended, and this press conference has not ended either. We just need to pay some bills. We'll be back with more at the podium after this quick word. You have a, a, a young franchise quarterback and an offensive head coach. Does it tip the priority scales at all as far as roster building is concerned? You know, do we talk about the offense a lot? We do. Uh, <laughs> but I think it's just um, we, we, we stick to our board. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, we, we didn't reach on any offensive players here. Um and we, we do definitely want to support our quarterback and uh, make sure that he's got the, the right line around, the right skill position guys around him. But we also know the defense can help him. So um, this, this was a process that we felt like we, we did address the defense in free agency. Uh, when we look at it at the safety position, you know, we signed uh, Sendejo in free agency. We brought Rodney back. Um, at linebacker, we are excited about LJ Fort and what he can add to our team. Um, so we felt like, and obviously we talked about the defense line, so we, we do feel like we, we've addressed that somewhat uh, in free agency, probably more than the offense side. Am I missing anyone in free agency when we talk about this? On defense? Yeah. Vinny. Ron, yeah, Vinny, we Darby, talked about defense line, right? Or Warlow. Yeah, Warlow. Right. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. Thank you. Doug, along, along those Come same on. lines, when you look at the uh, offensive side of the ball and use your first three picks there, you got Deshaun. Jordan Howard, what are what do you feel like you're going to be able to do now that maybe you weren't sure you could do last year? Flexibility, or what are you most excited about with this group? I'm looking forward to Monday, 
and that's all I'm focused on. It's our opportunity phase two to be on the field with our guys, and this is where we begin uh, to really build the the chemistry of our offense and and defense and special teams. And and um, you know I I'm excited about the players we we've acquired. Uh, Howie, Joe, their guys have done a great job of going out and and, and, and finding these guys for us and bringing them. And and uh, we always talk about that every uh, every off season. You know we're going to acquire free agents that are going to help us now, and these guys are all going to help us now. And um, you know, I'm just excited for these next couple of weeks to get into phase two and phase three. And, and, and again, like I said, this is where we get to build, I think, that chemistry uh, in all three phases and, uh, and see kind of where we're at. And then in a couple of weeks with the rookie minicamp coming up to get our rookies in here and then get them sort of indoctrinated with the, with the veteran players. And so uh, I'm just excited, looking for one day at a time. It's going to always stay one day at a time. And uh, we'll just build right in through training camp and, and get ready for the regular season. Oh, you're so consistent with that. You know, it's like, how are you did you also kind of look at? Did you also kind of look at like the guys you drafted, um, especially like the first three picks, as as being essential um, to replacing you know guys on the roster who you know either are veterans, um, you know, might have expensive contracts coming up and everything like that. I mean, how much of a factor was all that? Yeah, I think that um, you know we we look at at the first pick as something that's really hard to find. You know, it, it's an offensive line deficient league. It, it's hard to find those guys, and um, we just thought it was a great opportunity. You know, um, uh, when we look at the other two spots, we we've been looking for a, a runner like Miles for a couple of years, and. Um, for him to be there, we're really excited about his potential. Obviously, he's a rookie player. He's got to come in and work hard and, and earn his way. And then I think with JJ, he, he was just a, uh, he was another just staff favorite, just really fits in. Um, we're not trying to run anyone off the team. Um, we're trying to keep as many of our good players as we can for as long as we can. So, you know, to sit here and say that, hey, we have this grand plan where, you know, this guy's going to be off the team in a year or this guy's going to be off the team in two years. By the same token, you know, we, we do have a young quarterback and um, we do have now more guys that are under contract in 2021 and 2022. So um, that that helps us not only on offense but on defense. So um, all those things go, go into play. And, and unfortunately for us, we can't just focus on 2019. So um, we got to keep our eye on the ball and when we're in the third day of the draft and talking about trading future picks, that's when that kind of comes into play. You mentioned that you were, uh, you were, you were uh, let's get, let's get Joe. Uh, he's had a great question. <laughs> right, I'm for Joe. Come here, Zach. You have the, uh, this staff, obviously, that's been on the road all year. As you talk to them, what stands out about this class in particular? What is kind of defining about this class? Wow, that's a great question, Zach. I mean, I think you know, we get together at several points during this week, specifically with the scouts and, you know, we we ask them. We ask a lot of them, right? We we ask uh, that they they're on the road a, a long time. They're you know, they do a great job going from town to town and getting as much information as possible. And uh, there's several points during the year we challenge them. This week we challenge them a lot, and we. Uh, we say, tell us the guys that you're most excited about. We're going to try to get as many of those guys as possible. And I can tell you that every single guy that we drafted, there were, there were multiple guys that would put their name on that card and just say, this guy, this guy's an eagle. This guy fits us. So, you know, this is a high character class and it's a group of playmakers. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm so proud of the job that, that our scouts did and, um, and the way that we work together.
with the, um, with the coach and staff. You said that um, you're pretty optimistic. I mean, um, you feel pretty good about where the D-line stands, but you are, you're, you are losing a lot of production, and Michael Bennett looks like most likely Chris Long will be back too. You mentioned DB. How's he look coming back, and, and what, you know, you guys obviously first-round pick, you have a lot of uh, invested in him. What's he have to do, to, uh, obviously, in his third year to kind of reward you guys on, on the investment you made in him? Yeah, I'd say every time he's on the field, he's rewarding our investment in him. We have a lot of confidence in him as a player, and uh, he's a huge part of our football team. Um, he's shown that this isn't a guy that's going to his third year, and we haven't seen what he's done. And we've seen what he's done in big games. Um, we saw what he was doing at, uh, last year before he got hurt. And um, we expect him to come in and be a, a huge part of our team. Last one, please. Uh, I brought up the Penn State quota and jokingly, but as coaches, you having Burke and Grow at Penn State for their pro day and then maybe interacting with them at the local day, how much is that one-on-one interaction play into your decision-making from a coaching standpoint? You know, I wouldn't say it goes into the actual decision making. I would say this that it gives us more information. It gives us another resource that we can use when when we do pull the trigger on a certain player, um, and that's valuable. You know, the scouts go in there and they do a lot of the preliminary work for us, and then a coach goes in there after that and and has a chance to sit down one on one or work him out or be at a pro day, and that's just another set of eyeballs on that particular player. It has nothing to do with, you know, because they're in our backyard, so to speak. That 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 makes any any difference one way or the other. I just well one last thing you know I I think that um, you guys saw I don't know the last time you guys were in the cafeteria but I know you saw like the resources we give to our players in the cafeteria we got a new draft room you know like this whole weekend what Jeffrey gives all of us I mean it's pretty special and we have a lot of guys who've come to our organization from from different places and uh, some people come back from different places and it's just. you know, you, you don't take it for granted. It's just, it, it's it's pretty cool. We have all the resources we need at our disposal to, to win games. So thank him too. Thanks.